Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about being canceled? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you today? I am a little sad because I, I got this little notebook. It's very cute, very small. Okay. And I was writing down all my like good podcast ideas in it. Uh-huh. And it, it's like it's just small enough that like a cat would be interested in it. Oh, okay. So it has grown legs and walked away and I cannot find it. Oh no. <laughs> I think that my cat just ran off with it. Uh so I have a so Google Keep. Do you ever use that? No, I've never heard of that. You had a Google phone and you never used Google Keep? No, is that like the Red Keep? No, it's 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 like a note-taking app that Google has made so you can do like lists for groceries and stuff. Yeah. Or you can do what I do. I have a Pod Topics and a Pod Stories section pinned to the top that I can always oh. add to and take stuff off of. Very nice. Oh, which actually, by the way, my pod stories, I get to take off Die Hard 2 tagline, Die Harder. Check mark <laughs> off. Check. Get rid of that one. Yes, yeah, so if I ever think of like a topic to do or just like, oh, well, here's here's just a quick story. I write them down in my keep and then there you go. Perfect. I actually have, so I actually have a giant list in here of like, movies that i've seen to watch they used to be pretty much all stuff from uh fantastic fest like when yeah. things would come out there i would go "Ooh, that sounds fucked up and so i'd write it down in this giant list and i have this that's, huge list that's really smart because every time i see a preview i'm like that's cool and then i forget about the movie entirely and it exactly. never like is big in theaters you know i actually need to take off a bunch of these because i've seen clown now clown oh okay so it's a guy who Hires a clown for his kid's birthday party. Oh, I remember this preview. Yeah, but they can't send anybody. So he finds a clown outfit in this attic, yes. puts it on, does the thing, <laughs> but now he can't get it off and it makes him want to eat children. God. It was real good. Okay. I quite enjoyed it. So, yeah, you need to use Google Heap. Go get it for your new Samsung phone right now. You will not regret it. I love this thing. All right. Hell I yeah. write, we'll do I, that. I write down my grocery list and then like as you're walking around you can hit the check mark and it pulls it from up top to a spot down below that you can't see so that you don't even get it like cluttered up. Yeah, who needs this, paper? Yes, that's the best. I love this thing. I'm always like fucking fumbling with pen and paper in the store like a like no, an animal. Don't stop that. This sounds like an advertisement, but it's not. We're just <laughs> No, yeah, this thing is the best. I right. love it. Not sponsored, just passionate. I can't believe for as Google as you are, you don't know about their their note-taking app. Yeah, that's never crossed my path. Oh, because I always wanted one because I used to carry a little notepad like in my 
back pocket for when I thought of weird stuff. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I can put it in this. And so now I use it. And it like auto saves to the cloud. So you can like pull it again later. Yeah. You can even, uh, you can like m- merge it with like Richard's phone. So you can like send him to the store and go, I forgot to put this on there. Just write it in the note here. And it shows up on his phone while he's at the store. Oh, fancy. To then still check it off and stuff. I think the the whole like physical notebook in the pocket thing is a carryover from journalism. Because I, I remember like requiring everyone to have a notepad and a, pe- a pen at all times, just in case they had like a spur of the moment interview or like a story idea. Well, I was going to say, that just sounds like a very journalistic thing anyway, you know? It does. Like, I see that as like pencil, like behind the ear. Yes. You know, and they're just like, <laughs> tell me about your life. T- t- tell me about when this happened, you know? Tell me a story. So... That's sad, though. But I have a solution for you. There you go. There we go. Speaking of that, though, uh, I never put my thumbprint on my phone. Man, you gotta do (laughs) it. Why not? (laughs) I was actually editing the last show, and I was like, oh, yeah, I did say I would do that. I even texted you. I was like, how's your fingerprint going? I know. Come on. I know. I know. I didn't do it yet. I need to. do it. I will. Today. So next week, we can cover this. Okay. Uh, so speaking of going to the store, I had to make a trip out for the first time since quarantine began for some shampoo. Okay. Because I done ran out of shampoo. Okay. Uh, um, I It's been a while since I actually shopped for shampoo, and I was looking for a specific brand. I know that Ulta carries this brand. It's called It's a 10. I buy all my shit from them. I love it. Okay. But um, so I get there to Ulta. I've got my mask on. I've got my quarantine hair, full-fledged, just like... <laughs> quarantine mop happening um okay i recently have bought myself a pair of thinning shears and like i gave myself kind of, kind of i would i would call it a haircut okay um a stylist a trained stylist would probably call it a disaster but, <laughs> but it's it works. working for me uh-huh. it's making me feel less uh like i want to shave my head so very nice so but yeah so i ran out of the good shampoo so i go to ulta and i'm looking for the good shampoo and like i find i'm in my mask my quarantine here i find the section where my stuff is and it's all on like the the bottom shelf so i'm like crouched down in smeagol position <laughs> i've got three bottles of conditioner because they're all like Good slightly Lord. different okay. and i'm trying to figure out the difference between them oh okay and my mask meanwhile is like fogging up my glasses because yep. that's what it do you know yep and uh my hair keeps getting on my face, so I'm, like, pushing it out of the way, and I'm holding these three bottles in my arms, and I'm, like, crouched on the ground. <laughs> this employee walks around the corner, and she's like, do, do, do you need help? And it's like, oh, honey, and you go, me on the no. floor here. <laughs> me on the floor, crouched like a goblin holding all these conditioners. Do I need help? Um, yes, actually. I just, I feel, I feel like I don't know how to act in public anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I felt I felt extremely feral. Oh, okay, so so wait a minute, that's actually what you meant? <laughs> yes. Because so, I looked up feral in Ulta and I found a makeup brand and I didn't know if that's what you were going to tell me about. <laughs> no. Because because when I read this, I pictured like there was a sale and just <laughs> women like went feral and crazy, 
and were like attacking each other, and that's what you were gonna tell me. But it was, but it was just you, just going me. all crazy and animalistic. Yep, just me being a feral. I got you, feral Kelsey. Oh well, now I don't know what to do with all of these lipsticks that I found. Did you purchase a bunch of lipstick? No, like I looked it up, and it's spelled the exact way that you wrote it in there, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I guess uh, Kelsey's gonna tell me about this lipstick stuff because Taylor was like. Why do lipsticks have to be named the things they're named? <laughs> like, this one's called Homewrecker. Oh my god, what? Yeah, so it's called Homewrecker. This one's called Commando. Alright. Uh, Sex on the Beach. Uh, Pink Dreams. And then there was another one. But, like, she was like, why do they have to be called... Like, Butt Naked is the name for this one. Every single lipstick has got to have some kind of, like, sensuous name. Yeah. And that made Taylor think of, so, this one's called Lustful Liquid. Lustful Liquid. No but thank it's, you. But it's red. I would picture that as like a blue. It's a liquid, you know? <laughs> but no. Whatever. Are all liquids blue? Oh, and then this one is called uh, The New Trio, and it has three lipstick applicators poking this girl's lips. Why? You know what? Let me just, <laughs> let me just send you this. Oh man! If I you wish... had legit sent me like a thing of feral in Ulta after I had typed feral in Ulta into our topic suggestions, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> Let me see if I can. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna send you this image because this is the kind of stuff I thought you were gonna be talking about, but I was hoping that it was people going crazy, and it wound up being that. So I'm very happy. <laughs> but like, this is the like picture for this one thing, and it's like. What is, what is happening here? What is happening? Oh, yeah, let's just have all these things poking her in the mouth. You so know? sexy. So it, it was making Taylor think of her favorite stand-up comedian lady. Uh-huh. Uh, Eliza Schlesinger. Oh, my God, I love her. She's from Dallas. Yeah. Well, she has one about how she hates makeup because they're always... They're always, like, the worst name things. Like, like they can't just have red or blue. She's like, this one's called Bad Gal. Let's fuck in a dumpster. <laughs> and she's like, why? Why does it have to be called that? We don't want to do that anyway. <laughs> and so it was just funny that all this was, like, butt naked, lustful liquid, homewrecker. And I was like, would you want one called homewrecker? Let me put some homewrecker on my lips. You know? I mean, if you want to go wreck a home, that's what you got to put on. I guess. It's required by law. I but, like nail polish names. They're always, like, cute and fun. They're yeah. not typically, like, like dumpster fucker or whatever. Yeah. I really thought you were going to tell me about this makeup <laughs> and the names. <laughs> and I was hoping that it was going to be crazy. And it was. Like, this completely backfired on me. It was the thing I originally thought it was. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, now you know about this uh, crazy lipstick place. I feel like we could make a game out of that somehow. Oh my god, we probably could. I'm gonna have to look up, like, different, like, makeup names. Oh, hang on. So this one says they do free shipping for international orders. What's the minimum purchase amount you have to make to get international shipping? I'm gonna say 150 No. <laughs> that would be got, wild. No, we have things called Butt Naked. Home record. Oh my god. Is it $69? It's $69. Jesus Christ. I swear to God. 
That's why I was like, oh, wow, Kelsey found the weirdest thing. It turns out it's me. I always find the weird it's, shit. It's you. I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm gonna send this website to you and you can peruse it. <laughs> At my leisure. All right. Feral At your credits. leisure. <laughs> Beautiful, bold, and wild, just like the feral cat. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, but you said feral in Ulta. I typed in feral Ulta, found this website. I don't know. Okay. This has just gone all kinds and not where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> Completely off the rails now. This is great, though. I'm glad that I could show this to you. <laughs> well, what'd you do this last week? Um, Not too much, but today I went to a movie trading company. Uh-huh. Um, I was going for a movie, and I wanted to tell you about it, because I wanted Ferdin to hear that I was looking for this movie. Yeah? Because he is the only person on the face of this planet that has seen this movie with me. Okay. Okay. I don't think we've ever even watched it together, but he's the only person that when I say it, he knows what I'm talking about. That means it's got to be a weird one. It's not even weird. It's a really funny movie. It's called 100 girls. Okay. And I just hear Ferdin in the future, listening to the show going like, I fucking love that movie. Let me type this in 100 girls. Okay. Katherine Heigl, it's one of her first movies. I love her. There's a bunch of good people in this movie. I didn't re- realize this. But so the premise is, this guy's going to college. The power goes out while he's in an elevator, and he has sex with a girl that's in the elevator with him, right? <laughs> okay. When he wakes up in the morning, she's gone, and the only thing left behind was her bra, and he is now trying to find this girl on this college campus. Oh my god, so it's like Cinderella, but with boobs. Okay, that's what Taylor said, but he's not trying the bra (laughs) on people to see who fits it. Like, that's not what he's doing. But he does pretend to be a maintenance man to get into the women's dormitories to search through their stuff and look through their bras to find matching ones. Okay. It's a very weird movie, but it's so funny. It's so great. And I was like, I really want to watch it. So I was like, I'm going to hit up Movie Trading Company. Like, why not? Yeah. I found it, like three bucks. Nice. nice find. And we were looking at stuff, and Taylor Taylor always goes to the kids section, because she keeps trying to find these old movies from, like, her past. Yeah. That, like, you can't really find anywhere. You know what I can't fucking find? There's a movie what? called The Last Unicorn. And it's one Dude, of my favorite movies of all time. I have that movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that movie. It's, it's so, so good. Sad. Oh, my God. It's it's. It's beautiful and wonderful and perfect in every way. Yeah, I've been trying to get Taylor to watch that for a while. Oh, she would she would die. I think she, she would, would die happy. So we found one for her called The Trumpet The Trumpet of the Swan or something. I read that book and it was a movie. Yeah, they made a movie of it. And oh, we it's watched such a it. Good book. It was good. She was talking about the ugly dachshund, but that's on Disney Plus <laughs> now. Um and she goes I can't find anything. Just name a movie from your childhood that nobody really remembers. Just this deep, random movie. And I was like, Little Nemo. Yeah, nobody Which fucking knows Little Nemo. We have a connection on, right? Yes. You I and I are the only it. people in the world. You found it? No, I found it on DVD. What? But there's also a Blu-ray edition of this, too. Oh, my God. But it's fine, because the Blu-ray is like 40 bucks and hard to find. Jesus. And this was like $10. Hell yeah. I was like, meh. It's from, it's from 1989 when Is I was it really? born. So DVD's good enough. Yeah. 
Like, it can't look that good on Blu-ray. No. So I love Little Nemo. I know. So I got that. And then, let's see. I've pretty much just been cranking out The Last of Us. Oh, so have you finished it? That's the big question. I have finished it. Fuck yeah. I literally cranked it out in like two full day sessions. What's your what's your emotion right now? So my emotion right now is like content. Okay. Like I'm good with the way this went. Not because it's what I wanted. It's definitely not what I want. But for okay. what it is, I like what they did. Because, so here's the thing. I like it. I'm going to go ahead and rate it right now. It's great. Okay. You should play it in that you should see that this can happen. Right? Okay. Um, is it a fun game? No. Not really. <laughs> it's okay. not fun. It's not enjoyable. Like, you're not like, oh, man, I wonder what happens next. You're like, what the fuck's going to happen next? You know, yeah. like, it's it's stress and worry most of the time. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. We all need that, a little bit of that in our lives right now, yeah. don't we? So, I will go ahead and give you what Taylor thought. She she does not like it. Okay. Not she, at all? No, she does not like it. Wow. If it had ended in a certain scene, she goes, it would have been a perfect game and I would have loved it for the ages. Okay, they, that's what I hear. <laughs> but they went forward and now I don't like it. Yeah, so I think we should make a time call right here and be like, from here on, it's going to be Spoiler Town, right? Oh, yeah. Spoiler City. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Let's get into it. So uh, Joel is dead. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, from the from the trailer, you're kind of meant to believe that Ellie is out for revenge. So it seems like Joel is dead, right? Well, so the trailers kind of make you think it's going to be her new girlfriend. Okay. I really thought Dina was going to die. The very, like, I think the only trailer that I can vividly recall for this one is just Ellie sitting on a bed and she's all like fucked up and playing a guitar and she's like out of, for revenge. That was the very first trailer ever. Okay. Then all the later ones really start introducing uh dina and they kind of show some stuff and then there's a specific scene that they completely lie about okay like they show you that she gets saved by somebody she turns around and it's joel right yeah i remember that now yes and he says you think i'd let you do this on your own when you get to that part in the game she turns around says what are you doing here and it's a completely different person that says you thought i'd let you do this alone like they people had called that joel was dead from your first trailer Mm-hmm. And then when this one came around, I think they were like, we got to like throw him for a loop. So they just kind of put him in there and you're like, oh, well, there he is. No. Nope. Okay. But yeah, I mean, very early on, Joel is gone. And I think I told you that I played through the big bad and it didn't really hit me that hard. Yeah. So you played up through Joel's death scene, right? Pretty much. Yeah. That I was like your big opener. That. Yeah. And it did not... It didn't, it didn't get to me. Hey, speaking of big openers. Oh, yeah. I'm g- <laughs> definitely going to need one of these for that. Oh, yeah. Crispy. Cool, crispy. I guess in the first game, when his daughter dies, 
you're like, fuck, a game can do so, that? Yeah, that that's like the opening, what, 15 minutes where his daughter, yeah. like, it's a terrible car crash and it's awful. It's like the very beginning of yeah. the end, pretty yeah. much. It's, it's like the beginning of that game and it's that's how they stunning. fucking open it before the... Cr- before the opening title happens. Yes, it's like a, a cold knife to the heart immediately when you start that game. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess we would be accustomed to it. You know, like, we know something bad will happen. It's The Last of Us. Yeah. Right? But the the way it happens isn't as bad to me as it was when Joel's daughter died. Because you really okay. get to see the raw reaction from him when it happens. Yeah. And when it happens in this, we kind of get it from Ellie's perspective, but she goes so numb with what happens that, like, the sound drains away. And mm. we kind of lose... We lose hearing the emotion, kind of. So I heard you that, know? like, his death scene is extremely brutal, though. I don't think so. Really? I mean... I mean... The stuff leading up to it is more brutal because this... So basically what happens is Joel is out on patrol in the, in the like, town they're in, right? Okay. And he saves this girl from, from like, the blizzard and she's all like, oh, come with me. I have some friends and we have a place that we can stay while the blizzard dies down. And he goes, cool. So they get there and he's like, hey, guys, what's going on? And they're like what's your names? And he's like, I'm Tommy. And then he's like, my name's Joel. And the room just goes, boom, quiet. And he's like, uh, sounds like y'all might've heard of me before. And then this one guy just goes, that's because we have. And then the girl that you were just playing as shotguns him like right in the knee. Oh, geez. And sends him down. And then she kind of starts beating him with a golf club. Oh, right. Christ. Okay. That wasn't like too brutal. No, because you don't really see much of it. All right. So really, when you come back as Ellie, he's already, like, really bloody and stuff. Like, you've missed a lot of the torture. Okay. And when she... So basically, she just hits him one time at the end. Just what? One time in the head, and that's it. It's, like, done. Right? Okay. And it wasn't that bad to me. Like, there's a little bit of a blood squirt. And somebody did point out there's some brain on the golf club. Gross. But it's not super obvious, you know? Okay. And then they don't really ever show his body pass in. So it's not like the whole Negan scene in The Walking Dead where he oh, beats no. him in the face. Okay. No, to me, Glenn is ten times worse than what than what they show you for Joel. Okay. You do not see anything to that level, like eyeball popping out and shit. Yeah, that was horrible and just yeah, the worst. No, not even close to me. Okay, that's what I was picturing when I when I heard descriptions of this scene. And I guess really, I was more in shock because I, <laughs> I guess I wanted it to be Dina for Ellie to have like a big meaning for it. Yeah. But then it was Joel. Well, I guess because I like Joel, I didn't want him to go. Right. So when it, so so when they tricked me, I guess I was like, it really was that way. Damn, and it just didn't get me. You know, really, what got me is the fact that he's gone later, and some of the things that you find out after. Basically, you find out, you know, Joel saves Ellie at the end of part one, right? Yeah. 
as she's growing up with him, she's pretty much constantly wondering if he was telling the truth to the point that she goes back to the hospital that she was saved from and finds out what he did and she confronts him about it. Okay. And when he goes, so she goes, you have to tell me now if you lie, I'm gone. But if you tell the truth, I'll come back with you to the town. And he says, there was a cure. They were going to kill you. And I stopped them. And she goes, I'll come back to town. I never want to see your fucking face again. God. So he saved this girl. That's like his daughter now. And she fucking hates him for most of the time that they live together past then. Damn. And that's the stuff that kind of hit me the most. Was just watching him care about her so much but he had hurt her to have her you know yeah so that's a you know that's some stuff you can philosophize on or whatever okay you know yeah so a lot of people's like their main complaint about the story is just that the constant violence and the main theme of the game is basically being driven home over and over by the same brutal violence and that the the player as a character has no vehicle to change the course of the way things are going. That's that's the biggest the biggest downside that most most reviewers are bringing up. So that's the thing that I kind of wanted to touch about with this game. Okay. So Taylor doesn't like it, and most of the stuff she doesn't like is that people keep calling it like a poignant ending and it's so like inspiring or this kind of stuff right okay yeah i don't think people mean it because the ending is good or truly mean i mean i think it does mean something but i think it's poignant because a game is doing this instead of a movie this is something you would see in a movie you don't get endings like this typically in games in okay. games, you get a payoff because you've been putting so much of yourself into it, right? Yeah. And people are pouring themselves into this for... My counter was 24 hours and 16 minutes. That's that's a lot. Okay. That's a lot of your time to pour into something to then basically get nothing out of the end. Right, you know I mean? yeah. But that's what this thing... That's the whole feeling you're supposed to be left with. So... I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Okay, so it did what it was supposed to do for you. To me, it made me think of Drag Me to Hell. Do you remember that movie? Yes, I remember that movie. (laughs) Okay. I read an interview with Sam Raimi after he'd made it, right? Uh Uh-huh. And he was like, we crafted this woman, this gypsy woman, to be so repulsive or annoying (laughs) anything we could to make you as a viewer also choose what our character was going to choose so you're just as guilty as her when you go into it right okay yeah that's exactly what naughty dog did with this game they purposefully lead you away to make you feel something and then are leading you to feel something else yeah right they're crafting this for you to feel the way they want you to feel and i think it made I think it hit me the way it was supposed to. Okay, good. Um, like, the whole... The, the the biggest praise that I'm hearing for the game is, one, the characters are amazing. They're all award-winning performances, outstanding, incredible work for every scene. Like, 
every actor is fully in this game, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. So you, you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, even The Last of Us 1, I thought that the actors did really good work for a video yeah. game. I was, it, it felt more like a movie to me. It was cinematic. Yeah. And hand in hand with that, the art style has been described as some of like the best video game art of all time. I mean, it just looks good. It, it really looks does. So good. I've been watching like videos of playthroughs and stuff, and it just everything looks seamless. Have you watched the ending? No. I don't think you should. Okay. Well, I'll I'll get to the ending. But so yeah, it looks really clean, right? Yeah. Um there are some like just breathtaking scenes in this. There's one that comes to mind. Uh so twist in the game, the girl that kills Joel. Mm-hmm. You you play as her for half of this game. Okay, so let me tell you what the spoilers that I read were. Okay. So I recall the spoiler saying that like the girl kills Joel and you play as her, but when you play as her, you are also to kill Ellie. Uh-huh. And that's that's what I believed is that you kill Ellie as that character and then you continue on as that character for the remainder of the game. Okay. Well, no. That doesn't happen. Yeah. That does not happen. No. So, I mean, I guess I'm glad I didn't read that so that I could be so shocked by some of these things. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, you play fucking forever as Ellie, right? Right. And it goes like, Seattle, day one. Seattle, day two. Seattle, day three. It's three days that this game really takes place in, right? Uh Uh-huh. And when you switch over to Abby, the other character, it goes Seattle, day one. And I was like... Hopefully this is just a quicker version of those three days again, right? No, yeah. It is just as long. Man. And I was like, fuck this. This is so much game. Like, for real. Like, I don't really like games that are too long. And this game feels a little too long. That's that's shocking to me because, I don't know, maybe I'm jaded by things like Skyrim or Divinity. But 24 hours seems like a little bit short for a triple-A game, especially one that you just kind of play through once, right? I mean, most triple-A games like that are maybe 15, 10 really? at the most. Yeah, they're, they're like always, like, the Uncharted games are maybe 13 if you just are lost and have no idea what to do. <laughs> like, I can streamline part one in like five hours or less. Okay. Yeah, I guess I just don't play a whole lot of story-driven games. Like, I'm more into the grindy games where you have, you build your own shit with side quests and stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, this one's got a lot of exploring that you can do, which I did a shit ton of, but... I mean, you may as well when the world is built so beautifully, right? Well, yeah. I mean, everywhere you go, there's something to see. It's crazy. Can you interact with the environment a lot? Not really, no. Mm. That's something Taylor didn't like. She was like, I don't really like how you can't like shoot some stuff and really watch it like fly around yeah that's know? that's what i i live for that kind of shit <laughs> i was like meh that's fine um i actually really liked uh the upgrading mechanic in this game it was different than the first one yeah so like you go to a workbench and like you put your gun on it right mm-hmm. when you do the upgrades like the person takes the gun apart and does the upgrade and puts it back together and then has the new thing 
Oh, cool. So it like it physically changes the the appearance of your weapon. Yeah, but it's not just like you press a button and then it's there. Like they actually do the work and make the thing. I like that. It reminds me of a zombie game, Dying Light. But yeah, that's that's how the upgrade mechanic works in Dying Light. Also, it's it's very like you see the person actually upgrade the weapon. Yeah, like I just thought that was really really neat. Yes. Oh, the the scene that looks so striking that I was going to tell you about. Right, right. Um, there's a part when you're playing as Abby and you are going to this island where this, like, kind of almost like an Amish group lives. Okay. So, like, they kind of saw the outbreak as kind of like God telling them, like, the world is bad, right? Yeah. So they basically shunned all electricity, all modern things, but they still have weapons and stuff. Okay. Probably just to keep away, like, the other group, right? Can't take away my God-given guns. Yeah, so they shun all this stuff while the group that Abby's with winds up attacking them later in the game. And you have to, like, go through this, like, wood village at night while it's on fire. Oof. And it looks... Those are some of the most like, striking images from that game that I can remember. Cool. It looks fantastic. So what did you think of the gameplay? This game wants you to be mean. Yeah. Like, it really does. I, you know, wanted to try to be nice with the dogs. Yeah, that's that's one scene that's drawing a lot of criticism, is that you have to kill a lot of dogs and then also play fetch with them later. Well, okay, so that's, well, you're killing a different dog than than the ones that you're playing fetch with most of the time. Okay. I mean, you do kill the dog at some point. Okay, okay, so there's, like, people in, the game's basically divided into, like, you walk for a bit, and then it's kind of like, here's, like, a little arena, and there's, like, 20 guys. Shit. Take out these 20 guys, and then we can move forward, you know? And when you do that, there's probably two or three that might have a dog, right? Okay. There's only, like, one key dog that's, like, in the game, and it belongs to one of Abby's friends. Okay. Which you wind up killing that dog as Ellie, pre-playing as Abby, and then getting to actually like that dog. Well, that's sad. So basically, you do all this stuff as Ellie, so we know these things have happened, and then you wind up coming to them later as Abby, and being like... Like, finding the aftermath. Okay, you know? so you see, like, the the violence of it and the, the other side, basically. So the game is basically, like, here's, here's Ellie. She's on her revenge quest. Here's the shit she's willing to do to make it happen, right? Yeah. Then we go to Abby, who we hate because she killed Joel, right? Yeah. And now we see, well, she killed Joel because he killed that doctor at the end of the first game. That was her mm-hmm. dad. And so she just... She was basically just doing what Ellie's doing right now. But she's gotten to accomplish her mission, right? She's killed Joel. She she has completed her revenge quest. So she's trying to live peacefully now that her revenge is done. Kind of. She's 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 given in to that part and is kind of done with it. Right? Okay. Yeah. I don't know that it's really brought her any peace per se, but she's just trying to make her way through life, really. And then it's just complicated cuz she's got this guy that she used to date, but she was so obsessed 
with wanting to kill Joel that she basically put her relationship in jeopardy and is no longer with him. Okay. She was with this guy. Uh, he took her to this aquarium and they were going to kiss and stuff. And she's like, I got to go to training. Like, what <laughs> What if I find that guy? And he's like, you're just never going to be part of this. So he doesn't stay with her, right? Okay. And he's with a new girl that he got pregnant. Oh, shit. So Pregnant in apocalypse? How irresponsible can you be? Yeah. Well, him and Abby have quite a tension. Like, they clearly still love each other. Okay. And now that she doesn't have this thing with Joel, she's, like, falling back in with him and can actually be with him. Right. But you can't now. He's got this other girl pregnant. You know? Yeah. So it's, like, a whole complicated mess. Like, her thing is, she put everything aside for the purpose of killing Joel, and now is trying to have a life after that. Okay. Yeah. And then you really do get to like her. So she's scared of heights. And at one part in the game, you have to cross this, like, bridge that's going over some skyscrapers. Oof. And... I kind of, like, talk to the characters as I play sometimes. Okay. (laughs) And I, like, kind of wanted to be like, you got this girl. And I was like, no, no, fuck this girl. That's right. I don't like her. Remember? She's bad. Bad. Don't. Don't like her. She's bad. Right? (laughs) Yeah. But I like her. I honestly like Abby. I think she's... I think she's a good character. I can't say she's a good person. Okay. Just like I can't really say Joel or Ellie are good people. They're just people trying to survive. Well, they're all driven kind of by selfish needs. Joel doomed all of humanity to this disease because he was too selfish and couldn't let Ellie die for a cause. Yeah. Ellie is selfish. She wants revenge for Joel. Abby is selfish. She wanted revenge for her dad. And these people are just pursuing (laughs) this selfish need. It's the worst cycle of rock, paper, scissors I've ever seen. Pretty much. And I think that's the premise of the game. Okay. The premise is it wants you to know there's always another side. That's why they force you to play the whole fucking game twice as the two opposing forces. Yeah. That is um, really distinctive for a video game. Like, I can't think of another video game that makes you play out both sides of the same situation like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Abby stuff. You really get to like her because she's trying to save these kids. She meets some kids during her portion. Yeah. Um, That was in an old trailer. And so I wanted to touch on that one. We start playing it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that that's that little boy from the trailer. I wonder what his deal is going to be. And we were playing it. And Taylor goes, oh, man, I love this little this like girl that's here. I was like. What? I didn't say anything. I was like, why would you say that? You know? Yeah. And then Abby referred to him as he. And she goes, oh, I guess I thought that was a boy. And I was like, well, I think it is a little boy. And then as you're playing, you come across some of the group that he was with. Yeah. And they start yelling out, hey, there's Lily. But mm. but his name is Lev the whole time. Yeah. Okay. And you find out that this little boy is a trans character yes and the so the whole premise with them is they're from that amish type group right okay lev 
always questioned their traditions and all this stuff and always had questions about who he was inside, right? Yeah. And he was betrothed to... So he's like 13. Okay. Right? He was he was told that his role in the community was going to be to marry one of the elders because that's what they did. Yeah. The young girls married these guys. And he didn't want to do that. He wanted to be a warrior, so he shaved his head and now they're outcast Mulan from the group. style. Yeah. He shaved his head and now he's outcast from the group. Okay. And the group is hunting him down and his sister to kill them both. Okay. Damn. Because he because he shaved his head. Shit. See, okay, so I, I've been reading a lot on Lev in particular, actually, because there's been some criticism around uh, Lev as a character. So members of the transgender community were pretty offended that they focused on the use of Lev's dead name by the villains. Like like you said, when they were calling him Lily. Uh-huh. That's a very, like, that's a very cisgender thing to do. It's just kind of pin the tragedy on the transgender character and it is cool that a transgender actor provided the voice and the mocap for Lev I think that's awesome Mm -hmm. but at the same time uh, I worry that they kind of fell into the trope of like look at this sad trans person and their life is sad because they're trans and that it's even sadder now because they're a victim of violence because they're trans it's just very it just it's 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 blunt, you know? It's not finessey. I mean, they really don't focus on it too much. Really? Okay. It is like, It is not a big thing, because when the whole thing happens, I think it is if you were trans and you're just beelining to that character. Maybe that's what it is. Because what happens is they go, there's Lily, and it happens in the middle of a fight. Like, it's not a cutscene. It's, it's just in the game. You're, like, shooting people while they're screaming, there's Lily! And you're like, what is... What are we talking about? Right? <laughs> yeah. And then after the fight, Lev comes up to you and goes, well, I guess you heard that. And Abby's like, yeah. And he goes, do you want to ask me about it? She's like, do you want to talk about it? And he says, no. And that's it. Okay. That's like, good. Like, that's all they do. Like, he's, he's keeping that to himself. You know? Okay, yeah. Because why would he tell this lady that he literally met six hours ago? Right. Like, here's my life story. That's not what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, And then Abby kind of finds out more from the sister, because she's like... So basically, they're going to escape to California. Right? Okay. But Lev doesn't want to go because he wants his mom to come with him. Yeah. And the sister's like... I don't know. We're already here. We should just we should just go with them. But Lev can't leave that alone, so he runs away to go find their mom to see if she'll come with them to California. Okay. And so that's when Abby's like, "So you know, what's the deal? Like, why does he want his mom?" And she's like, "Well, growing up, here's what happened." And that's when you kind of find out like what happened. But it's still just like you're finding out secondhand because no one's really going in depth. Okay. Because why would, why would I, a stranger, tell you every deep, dark secret of my life? Exactly. Yeah, that's... I met you a day ago. That's what I was worried the game was doing. Just reading in the reviews, people were mad that the character's transness was the focus of who they were. We pretty much never talk about it, and it's never focused on. Okay. I only know, because of that battle, 
where they called him Lily, and then he's like, I guess you heard, but I don't want to talk about it. And that's kind of it. Okay. Abby never says, why do you feel like a boy? Like, (laughs) none of that happens. Okay, that's good. Uh, I'm going to link a couple of articles just about Lev and their character in this. Yeah. Just so we can get a couple opposing viewpoints on it. All I can say is, I know that The Last of Us is in a gigantic online thing right now. Mm-hmm. People want this game to be really bad. Yeah, that's what I hear. Is like people are just, they're looking for the bad stuff. Well, I read a review the other day and I'm like, okay, you're just throwing out points to say they're bad. Yeah. And you have to look at it as what it is. Because like I just said, I guess because it's a game, we think everything's going to be explained to us. Right? But in yeah. the real world, if I just meet these two kids, why are they going to tell me their whole life story from 13 years ago about him growing up trans and all this stuff and give me every detail I need to know about his life? Yeah. That's not going to happen. And that doesn't happen. But I think we're just focusing on that one piece. You could focus on any one piece and say it's bad for whatever reason. But we're also not given all the information in this whole game. We're solely trying to say, look at how people react to things. Look at the way people are. This game is people are. That's like the whole premise. Basically, you go through the whole thing. You do Abby, uh, Ellie. You do the whole thing. You do fight Ellie as Abby, right? Okay, yeah. Um... I didn't have too much of a problem with that because you don't really have any weapons. So you're just kind of like sneaking up and getting like one little hits in. So I wasn't really afraid I was going to kill her. Yeah. I was just like, well, you know, they're just going to make me like subdue her and that's fine. Right. It would be very cool at this point. I know that I'm not a video game designer and this would be very difficult to do. But (laughs) if they had options for if you kill her, like a different story branch happens. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. Um... I did see one reviewer guy. He goes, oh, yeah, when I got to that fight, here's what I did. And he shows his gameplay and he just walks out in front and goes, kill me, Ellie. Kill me. I don't (laughs) like Abby. (laughs) You fight Ellie and shit. And Abby beats the shit out of her, drops her on the ground and just goes, I don't want to see your face ever again and leaves. Shit. Now, in, you know, the whole thing going on here. She has shot Dina with an arrow. Well, Lev did. She almost killed Dina. She did kill Dina's old boyfriend who showed up to help out. Yeah. And shot Tommy, Joel's brother, in the back of the head. Shit. But he doesn't die, which was good. It kind of, like, went in and then, like, out his eye. So he has one eye. It's just, like, really fucked up now. (laughs) Gross. So after that happens, it kind of cuts... And it puts you 18 months in the future, and Ellie is living on this farm that her and Dina talk about all the time in the game, back and forth. Yeah. They talk about having a farm, having these animals, doing all this stuff, and that's where they live, and they have it. And that's where the game ends, and it's so happy. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you play in that section for, like, 30, 40 minutes. Oh, that's nice. They give you, like, a little piece. Maybe, like, 30. Yeah, and you do all this stuff and i really thought because she's talking to the kid she's like i have so many stories to tell you a lot of them for when you're older so i thought we were gonna like flashback 
here's how I killed Abby. I'll tell you about that later, kid. Right? <laughs> yeah. Nope. That's not what happens. You live the whole life, and Ellie has, like, PTSD about Joel still. Yeah. So, like, this goat didn't go in the pen, knocks over a broom, and when it hits, it makes her think of the golf club hitting Joel. And she freaks out, right? Yeah. So Dina comes out, like, calms her down, and then you see her wake up in the middle of the night, and she basically just doesn't even sleep. She's just, she's just a wreck still, Mm. right? And then Tommy shows up, Joel's brother, and he shows up, and he goes, hey, um, I know where Abby is. (laughs) I I heard some stuff, and uh, they said that there's a giant buff girl, because, okay, (laughs) Abby is stacked. I know, we haven't addressed this yet, but oh my god, she's ripped. She is ripped. Do you know why she's ripped? I imagine because she's just doing push-ups thinking about revenge. Yeah. She she <laughs> she she solely bulked up for the day that she could kill Joel. She's getting prison fit. That's like the premise of her fitness. Yeah. Was to exact revenge, right? Yep. So anyway, um they're like big buff girl and then a kid with scars on his face. And uh, so Lev is from a group called the Seraphites, which Abby's group calls the Scars because they all cut their faces to, like, join the group. Oh, great. Like, that's that's part of their, like, cult initiation. They have to cut their faces to show that they're in it, right? Okay. So he has, like, giant Joker scars on his face that go up both sides. Beautiful. Um, so he's like, that's her, man. What do you want to do? And Dina and Ellie and Ellie are like, well, we're done with that. Like, like we almost died. Yeah. And you got shot in the head. Like, we're done. And he's like, well, that was my brother. And I would go, but I'm all fucked up now. And you promised me that you would go. So he kind of guilts her, right? Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. But she also doesn't sleep at night. So that night, so in the night, she's packing up. Dina comes down, and she's like, I gotta go. And she's like, no, you don't. We could stay here. Everything could be fine. We could be good. But Ellie... Remember how I said Abby got her revenge? Yeah. Ellie still hasn't. Ellie never got that closure that Abby was finally able to get. Right. Because I see a lot of reviews saying that Ellie didn't grow as a character, and Abby did. But... Abby is past the point that we are with Ellie. She's gotten her revenge. She spent her whole teenhood up until like her 20s being Ellie with no growth, training to kill somebody, does, and now is growing as a person. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because every review is like, only Abby really grew and became a person. And it's like, well, yeah, but she had that closure. But she also let go of some of it when she let Ellie live. You know, she was like, I mean, I killed the person that I wanted. Done. So it just been done. Ellie can't let it go. And I pointed out some parallels to Taylor. So this is by Neil Druckmann, right? Uh-huh. He's the guy that took over Uncharted 4 after they got rid of Amy Henning, who had written 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Okay, so he came in and kind of took over Uncharted 4. And I think you can see in all three of his games, Uncharted 4, The Last of Us, and The Last of Us 2, there is one common thing. 
and that is Obsession. Ah. All three games deal with an an obsession of sorts. Yeah. In The Last of Us, Joel is kind of obsessed with the daughter that he lost. And he's not really looking to gain one, but once he finds Ellie, he can't let her go. He is obsessed with her. Yeah. That that's a piece of him that he was missing, and now he has it and he can't let it go, right? Mm-hmm. In Uncharted 4, Nate and his brother Sam were obsessed with this pirate treasure from when they were kids. And Sam has been in prison and has never been able to let that go. And he's willing to lose everything to get the thing from when they were kids to get that treasure, right? Yeah. And Nate's willing to let it go because he's found something bigger, which is family and stuff. Right. He, he has Elena and Sully and all this stuff, and he's willing to let it go because he knows the priorities of what means more. Right? Yeah. And so that's what I told Taylor. Uncharted 4 and The Last of Us Part 2 are the same game. But one's the good version, and one's the bad version. Yeah. Nate lives happily at the end of part four. Ellie's pretty fucked up now. So now we gotta go to the ending. Okay? Okay. Tommy tells Ellie, uh, we found her. You need to go, because I can't now. I'm too busted. Yeah. So Ellie goes. I don't think because of Tommy... But I think that was the last little push she needed to act on it. You know? Right. Like, she was happy with her life, but she was still in a constant state of turmoil. But when Tommy gave her an out, she's like, I feel like she was like, if if I can kill her, I can now have that closure. Yeah. Just kind of obsessed with the idea of peace. Exactly. But she only sees that peace happening if she can get rid of the person that hurt Joel. Right. Right. So you go through this California section. Uh, Abby gets kidnapped by... So Abby is an old Firefly. Do you know who the Fireflies are? Uh, they were like the the group from the first game, the Resistance or whatever, right? Yes, they are the ones yeah. who were going to make the cure and stuff. Yeah. Well, after Joel basically kills all of them, they disband. And so Abby and the guy that she liked... That guy has always wanted to see if there were more fireflies out there somewhere. Uh-huh. And California was the place that he knew someone was going to be. So she goes there and finds out there are fireflies. So she's like, Lev, we can join them and do good in the world again. This is going to be great. But then she gets kidnapped by this, like, Sons of Anarchy biker gang kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Ellie shows up in California, and she gets caught in one of their traps... It snares her leg, pulls her into the air, and she slams into a tree, and there's, Ugh. like, a loose branch that stabs her right in the side. Oh, fuck. She is fucked on this one side, right? And she gets out of the trap and still pushes forward to find Abby. Bleeding okay. and all. She did stitch herself up, but she's still, like, messed up on this side, right? Seems like a bad idea. She pushes through all this shit, finds somebody that says... Oh, that Abby chick, she tried to escape and they left her to die somewhere. So she's like, where's that? And they go, well, it's on this beach. And they basically tie people up and just leave them to rot. Ugh. So she goes to the beach and finds Abby, right? Yeah. Now, I had said this when we started playing as Ellie when she got to California. I was like, she is skinny. <laughs> Ellie was not 
buff like Abby, but she yeah. was still, she still had some meat on her bones, right? But she's super lean now. She's so lean and kind of gaunt, right? Yeah. When you find Abby, she's been tied up for so long, she ain't buff no more. Oh no. She is real lean and gaunt, you know? And Lev is there, tied up. Uh, Ellie could have just, like, killed Abby there, right? Yeah, easy enough while she's tied up. But for some reason, she cuts her down. And then Abby cuts down Lev, and they start leaving, and she's like, I heard there's some boats over here. So they go to this little area, and there's two boats. Abby goes to the one on the left, and Ellie goes to the one on the right, and you're like, I guess they could part ways here. Yeah. And Ellie puts her bag in the boat, and her side hurts, so she touches it. And she looks at her hand, it's covered in blood, and she sees Joel's face. And the blood? Well, no, it just kind of like, fl- does like a PTSD to Joel. Okay, I thought it was going to be like, like, you know, Christ like, in, the, in the- On like in toast the... or something? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> so she kind of has a little thing, and she turns around, and is like, I can't let you go. And Abby's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want any part of this. Just let me go. Yeah. And Ellie wrenches her back from by by her hair, throws her into the water, <gasps> and puts a knife to Lev's neck and says, Oh, you're going to fucking fight me. I Lev will didn't kill him. Lev didn't do shit in this. She's just like using him as a, a ploy. Yeah. And she goes, he's not part of this. And she's like, you made him part of this. So let's do this. And Abby's like, fine, let's fight. And then you do the big like ending fight, right? Okay. And it is brutal. It is it's, hard. It sounds like it. To look at. But then you're doing it, right? And then... Honestly, I was never upset at Ellie the whole time. Until this ending fight. When she held that knife to Lev to force Abby into this, I was like, Ellie's lost it. Yeah. Ellie has officially become fully consumed by this rage that she has inside of her. Yeah. And then you go into that fight with Abby defenseless and Ellie with her pocket knife. And that's not fair. But I guess, was it fair when Joel is just like, oh, I helped save you guys? Shotgun to the knee. Like, he didn't have anything either. So, I mean, you can make of that what you want. But I've totally felt that that was unfair. If Abby... If Ellie was going to do this... Put the knife away and actually do this right. Fight mano e mano. But she doesn't. They're fighting with this fucking knife. And she's like slicing Abby and doing all this stuff. Abby gets rid of it at one point. And uh, so earlier in the game, Abby gets kidnapped by some people. And yeah. she, she grabs this lady by the hair, pulls her in, and bites her ear off. Ugh. So she grabs Ellie's hand and... Remember how I told you it takes the, like, weight of biting into a baby carrot to bite your fingers off? Uh, yes. Do you remember when I told you that? I do. Yeah, well, uh, Abby bites off two of Ellie's fingers. Fuck. Just, just <sighs> bites them. And so she, she bites those off. Ellie gets on top of her and starts to, well, before she bites off her fingers, Abby falls down. And, like, the game kind of kind of halts, right? Yeah. And it does what it does at the end of part one. At the end of part one, 
you run in there to save Ellie, and the doctor's there, and he goes, don't shoot! And the game freezes, telling you, shoot this doctor, right? Uh-huh. Okay, when I played that game, bow! Shoot that doctor, I want Ellie, right? <laughs> okay. Boom! Scooped her up. Abby's laying in that water, and it says, you know, press square to, to like, strike or whatever, right? Yeah. I did hesitate. Because I didn't want to. And not because I played as Abby and I grew to like her, but I really felt this was an unfair way to go about your revenge. It it's, sounds it's, so brutal. It It is. <laughs> it's so bad. <sighs> but it's so pretty. It's like in this fog <laughs> on the water. So it's like this really... It's a really atmospheric ending. Yeah. It's so cinematic. I've watched it a couple times since, and it's really hard still. But so Ellie gets on top of her. Abby bites off her fingers, and Ellie starts to drown her. Right? Fuck. Ugh. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want this. Like, <laughs> I really don't want this. Yeah. As much as I wanted Abby to die, us killing her is not going to bring Joel back. But you don't have the option. And I feel like she's been... She's, like, had her penance paid. If she had just gotten to live her life and been normal, I'd be like, mm, you need some retribution. But she's been, like, tied up and left to die and all this wild stuff, you know? Yeah. She's She's been on that verge of death. She's been punished. I think we can leave her alone, right? Yeah. And you start drowning her. And it's the scene from the trailer that I kept wondering, like, what is that part going to be? And it's Ellie. She's full-blown crying. Like, she's not even mad while she's drowning her. She's crying. Ugh. She's, like, full-blown crying. This memory pops up in her head. And then she lets her go and tells her to leave. So let's just fucking go. <laughs> just leave. So she lets her live? Yeah, and Abby leaves. Oh, my God. Ellie sits there and watches her drive away in the boat. And so you get to see the memory later. Do you do you know about this part? No. Because I think this is the key thing that if you don't piece that together, it makes this ending worse. Okay. Right? So the key thing with this memory is when she has that memory at that time, it makes her forgive. Because the whole memory is it's her going to see Joel literally the day before he dies. Yeah. Um, her and Dina had kissed at this dance and a guy called Dina a loudmouth dyke. Oh. And Ellie was like, what the fuck did you say? And then, of course, Joel steps in and she's like, I can handle myself. Get out of my fucking life. And gets mad at him. And it, when I saw that, I turned to Taylor and said, that's the last thing she ever said to him. Oh, my God. But it's not when you see this memory. Okay. So the memory is he's sitting on his porch Ellie comes up and she's like, you got to stop. Like, you have to stop this stuff. Like, I'm a grown person. You can't try to be in my shit all the time. Like, we need to have boundaries. And he's like, okay, mm -hmm. I understand. And she's like, I can't forgive you for what you did. My life had a purpose. I was going to save people's lives if I had died. And you stole that from me, and I will never get that back. I will never get that purpose in my life back. Yeah. And I can't forgive you for it, but I would like to try. Aw. And Joel 
This is the only part of the game that made me almost want to cry. <laughs> and Joel has like tears in his eyes and he's like, I would like that. And she's like, okay. Well, good. And he's like, okay then. That's the last thing she ever got to say to him. Was, okay. Was, I still don't like you, but I want to be able to again. Yeah. And then he gets killed by Abby the next day. That's so, so sad. <laughs> so the whole premise for her, we we think it's simply because Joel died. It's not because Joel died. It's because Abby stole her chance to hatch the relationship up with Joel. Yeah. That's why she's angry. That's why she's going after this this girl so hard. She didn't rob her just of Joel. She robbed the relationship she was going to have with Joel again. That's really fucked up. Like, Ellie's whole personality is just built on stuff being taken away from her. Pretty much. Like, it took away her innocence and her ability to help people and then yeah. her ability to have a, a good dad in her life, like a father figure. So that memory in that time tells you she was willing to, to, to forgive Joel, the person that took the most from her. And now here's this other person that took, like, the most from her. And she's like, if I could forgive him, I guess I could forgive her. Yeah. But now you've spent too much. Like, you've spent too much now. Now you've lost two fingers, you know? Yeah. Like, all this shit has, like, happened now, and then she goes back home to find that Dina has taken the kid and left. Oh, no. What? Dina tells her... I can't do this with you again. So when Ellie leaves, Dina leaves. Oh my god. So we we come back to the farm after Abby drives away. Ellie's missing her two fingers. And you walk in the house and all the cupboards are bare. All the furniture's gone. The house is completely empty. Ugh. So now, just like Abby had done, remember she was dating that guy, but couldn't get over Joel? So... They didn't get together. Yeah. Right? Well, now, Ellie's done the same thing. She God. couldn't let go of this person and now has lost her girlfriend and this baby. That's horrible. You walk through the house and the only stuff left is her stuff. Dina took everything but Ellie's stuff. Didn't even take her own stuff. Wow. She's like, I, I, I guess I just don't want anything that reminds me of you, you know? Yeah. And so that's when she picks up the guitar Tries to play it, can't anymore. Which, you play guitar in that game a lot. There's like a guitar mini game, right? Yeah, so you kind of have to like move the joystick to what chord you're going to play, and then you strum the the touchpad. That's cute. But so you do it a lot, and you do it so much in the game that when you do it at the end and now it doesn't work, it feels so bad. Aww. So, really, Ellie... Ellie gave up everything to realize that that forgiveness was the answer too late. Man. And that's why I think people don't like it, because in a game, I want to feel fulfilled. But Ellie didn't feel fulfilled until it was too late. And that's real. Sometimes people don't know what's good for them at the time. That's true. Yeah. And that's why I like it, because you could see it happening. And then here's the thing I told Taylor that was kind of more fucked up. If Ellie had stayed at home and lived on the farm, Abby would have died anyway. Why? Abby was tied up to die on that beach. And by Ellie going to find her, 
She saved her. Yeah, that's true. Ellie saves Abby in trying to go kill her, but then loses everything else in the process. She could have had what she wanted and just not known it and lived happily, but needed to to see it through herself, lost everything, and didn't get what she wanted. Well, what a fucked up game. <laughs> it was kind of the best ride, but I just don't know if I would play it again. I don't know that I it, would. It sounds exhausting. I can't imagine playing that more than once. Honestly, I've only played the first one twice. Well, you kind of already played this heavy. one twice. Like, once is Abby, once is Ellie, right? So. Well, yeah, but could you imagine doing it again? No. <laughs> Too much. So, I think when people get mad at it, they're looking at the, the top surface part. Okay. Because... Humanity's complex. We don't have all the answers. We don't have all the information in this game. Also, it doesn't give you all the information. It doesn't lay everything out for you. I feel like it's super real. And people do have obsessions. People do have that curiosity to see things out for themselves. So people can't let stuff go to the point that they push themselves into a bad place. Yeah. Of course... The idea, like, the thing we want is, you know what? We were Ellie. We killed Abby. Life is good. The end. Right. But what? We kill Abby, and now somebody else is going to come after Ellie later? That cycle of violence? Mm-hmm. Gotta learn to be the bigger person and see if it's really worth... If that stuff is really worth going for. Yeah, that's a good message, I guess. Ellie's case, it was not. But being a person... Sometimes we can't let something go. Yeah. Shit happens. Well, we did get um, one listener email regarding The Last of Us. Would you like me to read this for you? Yes. I saw it. Saw that it said, Robert, don't read. And I didn't look at it. (laughs) So this is from our dear friend, Ferdin. Ferdin writes, It's been about a week since I completed the game and I'm still recovering. I did my best to avoid spoilers and reviews to try to form my own opinions on it since I loved the first game so much. All I knew going in was Ellie was mad. I inferred that Joel was killed based on that premise and, let me tell you, I knew it was going to happen, but I was not ready. I wasn't ready to be so mad and so frustrated at what happens to him. I watch a lot of scary movies and am generally unaffected by gore, but wow, I had to pause and take in what they did to Joel. But I understand why... Ellie goes on her rampage. I was actually mad too. I wanted to go after those people. All through Ellie's piece of the game, I wanted to go after them, and there were times in some of the cutscenes where I felt her bloodlust. Me too. (laughs) When you get to where Abby, the antagonist, got into the theater and the game shifts to Abby's perspective, I was shocked. Because here I am thinking the game is almost over, because it felt like I've been playing for hours and hours. Mm -hmm. Naughty Dog said, Yes, again. I was pissed. How dare they make me understand another point of view? (laughs) (laughs) Her perspective had way more interesting things, I guess, because her story was more than just revenge. I was upset that I enjoyed her side more than Ellie's. I was also pissed that I had to fight Ellie as Abby all the time as Ellie felt so wasted. Honestly, it was good since it allows Abby to move past her need for revenge. Cut to Ellie moving into the farmhouse to help raise a baby with her girlfriend. Now I'm like, wow, what a great game. It's even got a happy ending. (laughs) Cool. Wait, why is Tommy here telling me where to find Abby? No, Tommy! Get the hell out! No, Ellie, go back to bed! God damn, here we go again. 
Ellie can't move on from her vengeance and goes back on the road to hunt down Abby. This last part was such a kick in the teeth. I played this game for days straight through, pounding it out and out from morning to night. And this is the conclusion. Ellie goes to find Abby and rescues her just to turn around and fight her in an incredibly weakened state and almost win and kill her, but then she spares her. Ugh. Mm-hmm. All in all, I thought this game was excellent. I get why people were not happy with it, but like you guys mentioned in one of the episodes, I don't think the goal was to make people happy. It was to tell a story, and it did just that. It really drove home that in this world, there's just an endless cycle of violence. Joel gets killed by Abby because Joel killed her dad, and Ellie goes after Abby because she killed Joel. There was even a point in the story where they talk about the different groups of people in Seattle coming to a truce and then ending the truce because both sides couldn't stop killing. So that part is actually like, so you find like little notes hidden around the world. And Uh yeah, you get to read this whole thing about, so there's Abby's like military group and then there's Lev's like Amish style group, right? Yeah. They do come to a truce, but you know there's probably people in that group one group or the other that just like doesn't agree with it so they start something and then everything crumbles so there was a truce in here that gets crumbled i like it when the the storytellers in the game like hide little notes that you can find in the in the environment yeah just kind of like tell their own narrative i i enjoy that kind of storytelling oh my god there's so much in this and we would read them (laughs) taylor would get so sad because it's a lot of the times it's notes from like a dad that was like i went to go get supplies to save my family but i got bit i'm not gonna turn into one of those here's the medicine for my pregnant wife please give this to her if you find her and then it's him having shot himself next to all the the like stuff right yeah then you'll find a note that's like my husband went to find supplies he hasn't come back we're gonna go off on our own and then you'll find them dead later on somewhere else like, there's tons of, like, micro-stories filtered throughout the game. All right, so Ferdinand ends his email. Ellie loses literally everything because she couldn't move past the violence. She even lost a few fingers fighting Abby and can't play the guitar anymore. When I tell you I cried, I cried my eyes out. Through the game, it makes it apparent that this is her way of escaping reality, and she lost it. I'm nothing but a husk of a man at this point, and the credits start. <laughs> He says, I have no regrets buying this full price, but I don't think I can play this game multiple times. No. I mean, I remember taking a script writing class one time. Uh-huh. And it was... The beginning of your story should be your... Maybe not the beginning, but, like, the story that you tell should be your protagonist at the worst part of their lives, so they have a place to grow. Right? Yeah. Think about every movie. It's always them at the worst time of their life coming through some adversity to come out on the other side, right? Yeah. In this one, Abby, not Abby, Ellie gets to the lowest point in her life at the end. We actually degrade the entire time. (laughs) We start in a relatively good place. We go down, then we get to a great place, and then we lose everything. Yeah, it's not a hero's tale. No. Uh, Some other quick hits. Ferdinand wrote at the end of his email just some bullet points that he loves. Uh, Abby's arms and physique made me question my sexuality. (laughs) Which, yes. Dude, though. So, when you stealth kill people as Ellie, you use her knife and, like, slit throats and stuff. Yeah. Abby just straight up chokes people out with that bicep. 
That's fucking awesome. She just grabs people and just goes, <laughs> and they die. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Death. It's pretty awesome. Uh, he also says, the Rat King infected with such a fucking cool boss. I have to look up a picture of this. So do you know how the infected work? Um, It's like spores, right? Like a, it's that plant thing. Yeah, so it's like a fungus that grows the inside out of you, right? Yeah. So the Rat King is ground zero in Seattle where, like, the outbreak first happened. What the fuck is this thing? It's it's a bunch of different people fused together in one giant infected. Gross. So you're walking through this, like, hospital kind of thing. Yeah. And you, like, read all these notes about how... This particular hospital was ground zero where the outbreak originally took place. So there's like original, original infected in this place. And I guess they never really came back to this hospital and some of these just fused together and have grown into (laughs) one giant, like, like they're all just stuck to each other. That's gross. It was gross. And one of them breaks off and you have to fight it later. Nasty. It was, it was pretty cool, but we actually got that spoiled for us. Mm, boo. Because Taylor was like, what's up with the different levels of infected? So we were looking stuff up and we were like, the fuck's a rat king? <laughs> so I was kind of ready for when it happened. And I think because I had time to like prepare my mind, the boss fight <laughs> actually went easier too. Yeah. Because I just had a, a flamethrower and just like, unload! And just Fuck was yeah. done. It was great. All right. Okay, Ferdinand also writes, the LGBT representation was A+. Part 1 had a gay man, and part 2, there's a lesbian, a bi girl, and a trans boy. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this Covering game. multiple things. That's good. Uh, and then he also, for his final note, says, please listen to Ellie's acoustic cover of Take On Me, which I did, and it's beautiful, and I love it. I loved it. At some point, now that you've kind of heard some stuff, I would like for you... I would like for you to see the ending at least once. Yeah. Just to kind of like take it in. After after reading all these reviews and hearing your take on it, I don't think I want to play this game. <laughs> I don't think you do. It just sounds really brutal. Just I, I can't even think of a better word for it than just brutal. Like that it sounds like it's it. too much. It's basically saying humanity can be ugly and let's just show that. Yeah, let's show the worst possible sides of humanity all the time. But I think I think just once you need to see how they go about the ending so you can see if you feel like I did like this. It just seemed like an unfair fight. Yeah. It seemed like the wrong way to go about it. That's what it sounds like. So that is The Last of Us in a nutshell. This is about 23 hours less than if you played it yourself. So that's good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like wore out from that now. Yeah, I can hear the exhaustion in your voice. It's it's a lot to think about. But you did it. And we pretty much know there's not going to be a Last of Us 3, right? <laughs> well, there may be. So I don't... It may not be about Ellie. Who do you think it would be about, Abby? So the whole thing was... So remember I said she got kidnapped by those biker gang dudes? Yeah. She had gotten on the radio and talked to another Firefly group 
and they were like, yeah, come meet us here. You can join our group. And they have a thriving community. They're gaining more people. Like, they're up and coming. Right. Right. When Ellie, or when Abby leaves, it's it's like hard, because they're both two-syllable names, and you play (laughs) as both of them for so long. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they're almost like one person. When Abby leaves, um, so when you start the game, the, like, start screen are the boats where you have the final showdown. Oh. When you beat the game, it's it's that boat beached on a beach somewhere, and it's actually showing you the Firefly base that Abby was told about. So it's implied ah. by this by this title screen at the end, Abby and Liv have made it to the Fireflies. So they went where they were going to go. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ellie's done. Yeah, it She's sounds like it. <laughs> probably going to go live a sad life. With goats. And just be done. But Abby might be part of this, and maybe one of the theories is she, you will be part of the Fireflies looking for maybe another cure, or Abby's going to hunt down Ellie to kill her to get the cure out of her like they were trying to do in the oh, first game fuck. to begin with. <laughs> that would be nuts. So we could have a third one as... Abby finally taking out Ellie, but giving Ellie that purpose she wanted the entire time. Okay. So that could really turn into something. I don't know. Remains to be seen. I I feel like I would like that. (laughs) Because Ellie's life really is, like you said, just pain of having everything taken. And maybe we can give her some retribution or solace by letting her be the cure that she wants to be. Yeah. Because now she doesn't have Joel to really want her around. Dina doesn't want her now. So just go be the cure then. Go be the cure. Maybe maybe that's the best thing to do. You ready to uh, chop the Rat King in half or something? I am. Okay. Hey guys, would you please tell your friends about us and help us grow our audience? Do you have a friend who just freaking loves The Last of Us? And you're like, hey, this is a good review. Maybe they would like to hear this. I bet they would. Why don't you us in their ears don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never ever miss an episode because we are here every single monday each and every week if you got a second to rate and review us on apple Podcasts, that would really really help us reach more lovely listeners just like you and don't forget you can find us and friend us on social media we are at ymbtoap on twitter and instagram don't forget that we have a facebook page and you can also subscribe to our youtube and our twitch we put up our episodes on YouTube every Monday as well, and we also put our Twitch videos up there, which we just put one up about a week ago, where we both played the kind of spooky 237 based kinda on The spooky. Shining. I actually really enjoyed that. It was fun in its own right. <laughs> it was fun. I think it did what it needed to do, which yeah. was just like, go, ooh, spooky place. You spooky. Know? Uh, so don't forget that you can check that out there. Also, don't forget, you can send us a listener mail like Ferdin did at ymbtoap at gmail.com. Please send us your listener mail. That is the only Last of Us thing that we've heard. It would be interested to see more. I know it sounds like I'm a Last of Us apologist, I guess. (laughs) But I really think it works for what it's doing. And I have stated there's some flaws. So I'm not just saying it's good for the sake of it. I think 
it's good at what it's trying to do. But I would love to see other views. I am kind of interested in what other people thought about some of the characters. If you thought the trans character was represented good or bad. Yeah, I'm very curious. Tell us what you want out of A Last of Us 3, if you want A Last of Us 3. You know, when this ended, I was like, I don't want another one. (laughs) And then I read the thing about Abby maybe taking Ellie to make a cure, and I was like, I could want that, maybe. (laughs) So, I don't even know. Okay. Our theme song is The Green Reaper Blows the Horn by Faraj Paliz. Check him out on YouTube. He just released the full version of Cowboys on Caffeine, and it is A+. As always, thank you for listening and tuning next time to get the answer to that burning question. Do you think that thing about the baby carrots is really true? Like, just, just that much force? But we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. Would you say this was the thing that scared you the most, though? As like a kid for a movie? No. Jumanji was the scariest movie I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, I can't watch oh Jumanji. God. The the fucking heartbeat. It's like Edgar Allan Poe, some shit, you know? Like even now? Yes, it scares me. Ugh. That horrible, like bum 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 bum. Man, I love Jumanji. I even bought the like board game whenever it came out. No, you're asking yeah. for it. <laughs> it's not as fun as you would think. I wouldn't think it'd be any fun at all. <laughs> so, so there.